This is Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. Cross Hope is broadcast daily and shares five minutes of hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Our companion website is www.crosshope.org. Now with today's uplifting message, here's Randy. Jack Graham's a minister, Prestonwood Baptist, a huge megachurch in Dallas, Texas. This is his story. I heard him tell this about how people can be guilty of saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, but they're good at recovering and covering up what they've said. That's a great story. It's a funny story to begin with. He told about a man who worked in the produce section of the typical grocery store like Kroger. A woman comes in and she said, I would like for you to give me a half a head of lettuce. He said, ma'am, we don't sell it that way. We sell a head of lettuce or none. And she said, I insist I want a half head of lettuce. So he said, but let me talk to the manager. Now he's down the aisle and see if he'll approve of that. He walked down the aisle not knowing she was right behind him. She was three feet behind him. He gets up to the manager and says, there's some crazy lady back in produce who wants a half a head of lettuce. And the manager had his eyes wide, and the guy knew what happened. He turned around, and she was there. And he put his arm around her real quick, and he said, and this nice lady wants the other half. <laughs> I thought it was a great comeback. She wants the other half. Words are important. That's what we're going to talk about today. Jack Graham also mentioned something, a statistic. I don't know where he got it, but if it's true, it's pretty powerful that one-fifth of your time in a day is spent talking. The average person spends 20% of your time talking. And he said that doesn't include the time you spend talking to yourself. And everybody talks to themselves either inside their head or openly. And he said, we do a lot of time talking, and today's message from James may be the most hard-hitting message you've ever heard on your speech. I'm going to give you a principle that I amaze myself that I come up with these principles, and I'm being sarcastic, of course. But if you go home with this, I think it can be life-changing. Here it is. What's in the well of your heart? comes up in the bucket. Now that's, you know, nothing scientifically profound, but listen to it again. What's in the well in your life comes up in the bucket, up from the well. And that's going to be the essence of this passage that we're going to read today from James 3, the power of the tongue. James says this, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example, although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea 
are being tamed and have been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men. It means to put a curse on somebody. It literally is what it means. Who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. I want to talk about that idea of the bit that's mentioned in verse 3. We put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey. We can turn the whole animal. Or we can take ships and a small piece of the ship, the rudder, in comparison to other sizes of pieces of the ship, guides the ship. What's this saying? Listen carefully. The tongue, your tongue, my tongue, guides what happens in your life. That's what it means. You remember I quoted a rock star a few messages ago where he was defending the filthy lyrics of their songs, and he said, hey, they're just words. Get over it. Somebody needs to tell Jesus that, who said, you'll give an account for every idle word, so will I. By your words, Jesus said, you will be acquitted, and by your words, you'll be judged. Someone needs to straighten Jesus out that they're just words. They don't matter. Our words do matter. Some of you remember Karen Carpenter. Remember the Carpenters? When Annie and I were married, that was a popular song that would be sung at weddings. We've only just begun to live. And that was the song that was sung virtually at every wedding. I just read a sad story this week about Karen Carpenter. You know, she died at a young age. And John Hamby, an author, writes this. So too, our words have a powerful impact upon the lives of others. Karen Carpenter died unexpectedly of heart failure at age 32, brought on by years of self-abuse and an eating disorder, anorexia nervosa. Later, CBS released a program called The Karen Carpenter Story. The USA Today, in commenting on the program, asked the question, but what brought on Karen's fatal obsession with weight control? The answer given was that it seems a reviewer many years once before had referred to Karen as Richard Carpenter's chubby sister. That's all that was said, that Karen was Richard Carpenter's chubby sister. Those words made such an impact on her that she became obsessed with her weight that ended in her death. And I'm not saying that comment made her die. I'm just saying those words had an impact on your life. Now, here's my question. What have your words done to other people? What have you said in the last week, the last month, the last year that have had a physical, emotional, spiritual impact on the lives of people in your circle of life? They have had power, and you know it. Let's talk about verse 6 that I read twice, the tongue is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person and sets the whole course of his life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. That's a dramatic statement. Nothing small change about that. What damage has been done by the words to you from other people? I, I mentioned this recently in another message. We have total recall 
and remembering what people have said to us, and then we have total amnesia and say, I didn't say that to him. Well, I don't remember saying that to her, but we did. We did. Words have power. Steve Stevens is an author who talks about words in a marriage. He says, there's nothing more painful than having unhealthy communication with the one you love. Well, we're out of time, but I want you to hear tomorrow what Steve Stevens says about communication in marriage. This may be one of the most powerful pieces I've ever read on how your words can impact negatively your marriage to a person you love. Crosshope.org Steve Stevens is an author who talks about words in a marriage. He says there's nothing more painful than having unhealthy communication with the one you love. It is through communication that we connect and our spirits touch. Isn't that an interesting phrase? It's through our words that we connect and our spirits touch another person. If that connection becomes contaminated, it's only a matter of time before the whole relationship blows up and is poisoned. And Steve says this, I have gathered together some close friends and ask them what not to say to your spouse. Gets a group of people together. What shouldn't you say? What, what do you hear that you'd rather not hear? Here is their list. It's very powerful. You ready? You're just like your mother. You're just like your dad. You're always in a bad mood. It's your fault. What's wrong with you? All you ever do is complain. I can't do anything to please you. You get what you deserve. You don't ever listen to me. Why can't you be more responsible? What were you thinking? You're impossible. I don't know why or how I put up with you. I can talk to you until I'm blue in the face and it doesn't do any good. I can do whatever I like. If you don't like it, then just leave. Can't you do anything right? That was stupid. All you ever do is think of yourself. If you really love me, you'd do this. You're such a baby. Turnabout's fair play. You deserve a taste of your own medicine. And then the last one that the friends told him, what's your problem? What's your problem? Does that resonate with anybody? Does that connect with anybody? It does. It connects with all of us. That's why I think Elizabeth Elliot, the missionary to Ecuador, who lost her husband in Ecuador, by the way, he was speared to death by the Aka Indians, said this, and I think it's one of the best things I've ever heard, never quoted it before. She said, never pass up an opportunity to keep your mouth shut. That's a great phrase. Never pass up an opportunity to keep your mouth shut. What kind of words have impacted your life And here's how one author puts it. There are people who have said things to you 20 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, and you have written them out of the movie called Your Life. They're no longer in your movie. They may be in somebody else's movie, but they're not in your movie. And he said, who's been written out of your life and out of the script of your life because of words? I don't know if some of you remember Jack Hayford who used to preach in Southern California. And Jack tells of an experience he had that he's actually embarrassed to tell you because it's not real positive about him. 
He said when he would speak in different churches around the country and he would fly into the local airport, they usually would send a middle-aged or older person or couple to pick him up at the airport. That's what he was used to everywhere he went. Be somebody 40 and above, couple 40 and above that would pick him up. He went to one church in one particular city in another state, flew in, and they sent a 19-year-old boy to pick him up, which was not a problem on the face of it. He just wasn't used to that. He wasn't prepared for what was going to happen with this 19-year-old boy in terms of the ride home. While they were driving from the airport to the church, they were on a four-lane road, business highway, and Jack said ahead of them they saw a drunk driver just weaving back and forth across four lanes, going from one side to the other. Well, I want you to hear the rest of this story on Cross Hope tomorrow. Our website is crosshope.org. Crosshope.org. While they were driving from the airport to the church, they were on a four-lane road, business highway, and Jack said ahead of them they saw a drunk driver just weaving back and forth across four lanes, going from one side to the other. And Jack said his initial gut reaction was to point and say, that guy's going to kill us. Look at that idiot. And saying all kinds of clean expletives about this drunk driver. Jack said he was shocked when the 19-year-old boy, with his left hand on the wheel, put his right hand up and said, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I command this man not to hit us and not to hit and hurt someone else. And Jack said he looked out of the corner of his eye at this 19-year-old boy. He was embarrassed because he was calling him every nice name in the book. When, and this young man said, in the name of Jesus, I command protection from him. Verse 10 says, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. A rabbi by the name of Joseph Telushkin has lectured around the country on the powerful and often negative impact of words. He has asked audiences if they could go 24 hours without saying any unkind words about or to anybody. In other words, can you go 24 hours? without saying anything negative about somebody or to somebody. He said, invariably, a minority of listeners raised their hands, signifying yes. He said, some people laugh, but a large number always call out, no, I can't do it. Those who can't answer yes must recognize that they do have a problem. If you can't go, he said, for 24 hours without drinking liquor, you're addicted to alcohol. If you can't go for 24 hours, Without smoking, you're addicted to nicotine. Similarly, if you can't go for 24 hours without saying unkind words about others or to others, you have lost control over your tongue. I've never heard anybody say that. If you and I, I'm talking about you and me, if we can't control our tongue for 24 hours, be the same as saying, I got to have a drink at least once every 24 hours. I got to have a cigarette at least once every 24 hours. I got to do this or that every 24 hours. He said this there's no area of life in which so many of us systematically violate scripture. 
I never thought of that before. There's no other area of life in which so many of us systematically violate Scripture. He's absolutely right. Now, here's the message in summary. James says it does matter what you say. And I want to go back to that profound principle I shared with you at the beginning. What's in the well? The well of your heart comes out of the bucket, up the well. What's inside you, what's inside me, comes out through our speech. That's why Jesus said, for by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. And Jesus said, it's from the heart that man speaks. We can't be like the rock star who said, hey, get over it. They're just words. They're not just words. They're from the well. They're from the well, your well and my well. Well, tomorrow I'm going to close with a story about a woman who said some hateful things to her brother, not knowing that 30 minutes later he would be dead. It's a dramatic story. Tomorrow on CrossHope, that's CrossHope.org. And this, this is a gut-wrenching story told by Jeff Cheadle, who's now a minister near Santa Barbara, California. He was a minister in Pennsylvania when I knew him. Told a story. I rode, rode with Jeff and with a couple other ministers to a conference, and we were in a car all day. You ever been in those situations with other people? And you start talking about your life. And Jeff shared a story that just, I didn't know how to answer. I didn't know what to say. He said that his sister had called him one day as grown. She was married and had children, and just talking about things that brothers and sisters talk about with each other. And then she said, Jeff, I'm going to tell you something I've never told mom and dad. Jeff, I'm going to tell you something I've never even told mom or dad. Believe me, I've got two sisters. And if one of my sisters said, I'm going to tell you something I've never told mom or dad, I'd be listening. I'd be hanging on every word. He said, what is it? What happened? He thought it would be something that she did that was illegal, immoral, whatever. He was wrong. She said, Jeff, when our younger brother, Mark, was killed, hit by a car on his bike when he was a boy, 30 minutes before that accident, I had a fight with him. We argued really badly. And she said just before he got on his bike and left, this is what I told him. Mark, I wish you were dead. 30 minutes later, he was. 30 minutes later, he was. She said, I've never told anybody that. She said, I've been haunted by those words all my life. And she said she outgrew the mystical notion that somehow she caused it. She, As a youngster, she thought she did cause it, but she outgrew that. But she said, I have never outlived my words. Is that interesting? I've never outlived what I said to Mark, our brother. And I'm still haunted to this day. And so Jeff had a chance to pray with her on the phone and to talk to her and just talk her through it since she had never shared it with anybody. What would have you said to her? My point in telling the story is Jeff's sister 
has been haunted by her words to a brother who was dead. Anybody haunted by things you said? Are you haunted by the words that someone said to you? It can go both ways. And it's interesting to me that Jeff had the opportunity to share with his sister that there's forgiveness for words. Aren't you glad there is? Decide today that you're not going to be devastating with your words. You're going to demonstrate the love of God. And instead of putting a curse on people with your words, you're going to put a blessing. Grace is putting God's mercy on another person. We talked about that recently. Grace is putting mercy on people. I think that you and I have some decisions to make about the way we talk. The tongue is something that defiles us, something that literally takes what's clean, our life, and then mars it, messes with it. And so we're known by the way we speak. If you don't believe words are important, look at the lives of your friends, just your friends who have told you, my husband said this, my wife said this, my dad said this, my mom said this, and you've heard the conversations. You've been listening to Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. For more information about this ministry or to re-listen to any message heard on this broadcast, go to our website at crosshope.org. Be sure to join us at this same time each weekday or listen at www.crosshope.org. Cross Hope is listener-supported and is produced by Cross Hope Ministries, Incorporated.